Here we are, another episode on the best of the best with Therese Brittenham out of Collegeville, Pennsylvania. Who do you have today? So I have a special guest today. I have Tom McCouch, who's been my business partner for 30 years. 30 years. I know. (laughs) That's a long time, isn't it? How have you put up with me for this many years? Well, I would say how you put up with anybody, right? I mean, you have mutual respect with each other. You have a plan, a goal. You know, you do it, you wing it every once in a while. But hopefully most of the time you come in with some idea of what you're going to do, what you're trying to accomplish, and then, you know, go from there. You know, so I was thinking the other day, it's, you know, all the way back to the beginning and how things started and how it's grown and what we've accomplished. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't what we have today. I mean, you didn't have the training that you have today. You didn't have the even the um, the guidelines of how to do stuff. It was literally the Wild West. Yeah, there were you no know? systems and models. We kind of made the systems and models not knowing it. Right. There weren't <laughs> teams. There weren't, you know, that wasn't really the model of, of how to run a real estate business. It was kind of like everybody for themselves. And the franchises were different. They, they were mostly... Uh, you know, Caldwell Bankery or a, those type of franchises. So Color Williams didn't yeah. even exist. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of fell into it through, you know, I guess dumb luck in a way. Well, I think it's kind of, I don't know that it was dumb luck. I think it's what we always wanted. We always wanted to be part of something that felt like you were part of something, right? True. Everywhere we well, were. What we were looking for didn't exist yet. Right. You know, it right. didn't really exist. Or let's put it this way, it did exist, just didn't exist in Pennsylvania. Right. You know, right. it didn't come to Pennsylvania till. Two thousand. We were 2002, 90, so it yeah, was probably 95 or ish, somewhere right. around there. Yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of into our career, but not that far into our career because I think we started in like 92, 93. Right. Um, so it just, it just didn't come around to where we were, but it was always what we wanted. So mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. We always liked the, the collaboration and the passion of the business. Like, I don't think we would have stayed in it if we didn't love this business. Right. I think the the personalities that we have and then the franchise that we gravitated to kind of mirrored themselves. So, you know, we worked where we worked, but that was only because that was the only option. Mm-hmm. And then as you develop and you become better at what you do, you know, you kind of do want to have your own shop. You want to kind of make your own choices, make your own decisions. And and I think for us, we, you know, we were different from the majority of agents, even in our area. I mean, there might have been agents like us throughout the country. But even within our franchise, we were number one in the country for a couple of years in a row. Mm-hmm. And that was, in today's world, pretty mediocre in yeah, what when they're you doing, think about what they're it, right? accomplishing today, we're like, oh, that would have been embarrassing. Like, I we mean, thought, now, even look at what we're doing now. We do right. so much more business now than we did then, but we were at the top of our game yeah, because we worked really hard and we didn't have, like you said, we didn't have the tools uh, to do a lot of the automatic stuff. Like we're talking about, you know, we had a box with index cards in it and that mm-hmm. was our database. Like right. literally you would pull out a card and call that person and stick it in the back and then you go to the next one in the front and stick that one in the back and that was our database. Right. So now with all these tools, you look at it and you say, gosh, if we had all of this back then, instead of, instead of right. selling 200 houses, we could have sold a thousand right. houses. You well, know, the a crazy year. thing about that is you would say that, but then, you know, you have the millionaire agent book, right? Mm-hmm. It's a book that's written specifically to how to become a millionaire in real estate. And yet not everyone follows it. People still fight 
you know, the models and they do what they want to do, they accomplish not what they're trying to accomplish, but they they have the, the tools right in front of them and yet they still don't use them. Where I, I think for us, we were, the tools weren't there for us to use and we came before the tools, which right. kind of makes us old, but you know. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Right. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I, I think a lot of the tools that are out there now and a lot of the systems, you look back, you're like, hey, we used to do that. We did that. Oh, yeah. So absolutely. we had a, a lot of the clues were there and a lot of the things were there that are helping agents today. Um, but I think today what's really interesting is, and I think it comes into, like you said, we have two different personalities. We're like, we make a whole because we're so different. And my personality is more of that, like, just go, you know, you'll right. get it done, go get more business and just make it happen. And then you're more systems models. You know, how can we make this easier for next time? Like right. learn from each one. But I think when you look at the average makeup of a real estate agent, they're more of that high DI personality, which is, you know, like me, they just want, they see something, they want it, they go get it and figure it out. The producers, right? The producers, right. the big producers are that high D, but they, they only account for 5% of the Right. Real estate population where the other, say, 75% need to really should be following models. Right. They really should be plugging into training. They should be doing those things because they don't have that that drive that um, to just go, 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 go and not worry about the consequences of it. That's right. You know, they, they either think through it too much, like sometimes they think through it to the point of not doing anything. Um, whereas, you know, again, personality like yourself, it's you have a an idea of what you want to do and then you'll figure out how to do it once you get there. Right. And you're there picking yeah. up all the pieces that I'm drag dropping right. all over the place. Right. That's why well, I think that's we been such the, a good our, team. Yeah, it's yeah. been our, our called our blessing is is we have like a yin yang relationship. Yeah, where like we, we each are good every, at different yeah. for our different skill sets for different things that we do. You know, where you're you you may have different high higher skill sets for um, one part of the business mind or something different and again you don't normally get people partnering which is again a lot, a lot of times people want to like how do you do it or we want to put a team together and you, you look at their two personalities and you're like you're mm. never going to make it yeah like because you don't they want to just, partner with the same person you are yeah yeah i think that's <laughs> right? that's hard it's hard it, it would be hard to have two drivers in a car yeah Right. That's I mean, a lot of times you, 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 you have to be the passenger and you have to let the person drive regardless of the speed that they're driving at or, you know, the 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 stoplights that they're running through. Like, you, you, I think the one thing that has always been good about you has been your vision of the field. Like a lot of times people are reckless when they drive. Or, or when they're doing things, right? I, I think you see the field very differently than most people in the sense that um, you can look out over the landscape of real estate and see more than what the average person who may be a high personality or high D personality does. Like sometimes they're just, they're going a million miles a minute, but they're not paying attention to anything that they're doing. And I think for us, what has worked is you have a, a enough of the vision of the rest of the field that you don't blindly go through stop signs like yeah. i think a lot of times the red light green light stuff you you do well um yeah but i think that's because i do have the other half so you know when i am running that way uh you're always bringing that reality piece back in which makes 
me running in that direction more successful right. because we're already trying to figure like what are the what where are the pitfalls what's going to happen you're you're kind of patching those right. and it's it works because we're just we're just continually moving forward but we're picking up and learning from every single thing that we're doing so i think that's what's made us really successful and i think that's where agents could relate with us the most especially if they're thinking about building something bigger than just themselves Right. You know, it's you can only go so far by yourself. Well, and you think about who who thought about building something for 30 years. Yeah. You know, like how many partnerships even last 10, 5, right. 3, you know, because you start developing and then you go, well, I could do this better on my own. Right. Or I could replace this person with that person. Yeah. And I think a lot of times what happens, like what I was talking about mutual respect, is everyone knows what they're capable of doing and what the other person brings to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just like any team, you know, you 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 benefit from the, the all of the players on the team and you need to find the individual players that best fit the team so that the team can function at its highest level. I think a lot of times when you have dysfunction, it's because somebody isn't fitting in and you're trying to force it to fit because you don't want to go through the the pain of of finding another person or hurting someone's feelings or, you know, filling in the blank, you know, whatever. I think with us, even though we've had our, you know, our, our disagreements or, you know, our arguments? we don't, we don't <laughs> drag each other through the mud as it were, you know, it, it does, you know, sometimes if you're outside looking in, it might sound like, wow, these guys are really going at it. But I think for the most part, it's at the end of the day, nobody hates each other. No, you know, we care about, you know, what, what happens in each other's lives. We care about each other's families. We kind of go through the process of what we need to do as individuals, but we also are very focused or maybe even hyper-focused on the success of our real estate. Yes. You know, where a lot of people, maybe that's not their number one thing that they're worried about. Maybe they're just worried about making money or maybe they're just worried about, you know, doing a deal and they're not looking at it from a long-term 30-year, 40-year into the future, what would it look like? Yep. Yeah. And I think that serves us well and why our company's grown so much is we can look at somebody and not just see that somebody. We can see what they have the ability to do, even when they don't. So, you know, shaping and molding and helping people grow into something bigger than what they were or are or even thought they could be. I think that's what is most exciting to me, at least at this mm-hmm. point in our career, is just watching people grow and flourish and just being a little piece of that. Oh, you'd like to think you make a difference in people's lives. Mm -hmm. Like everybody starts somewhere and you can relate back to where you were at that moment in time. Like, uh, you know, when I think about when we got together, you know, we were both individually doing stuff, but you you couldn't have scripted it. I don't think the way it came out, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it just, just sometimes things work right because the right pieces are there. Sometimes things don't work right because even though you have talent, it doesn't mean you actually win the game. Right. You know, I mean, and and I think that's been the difference for us over time is we've either adjusted with the time, you know, or or made adjustments to fit the situation. Mm -hmm. You know, again, even with our company and team leaders, MCAs, you know, you go through the piece of the people that make something successful and as painful as it is to... To, to move on from people because they're not working out. You also have the responsibility to make sure that your company is succeeding. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the hardest part for me, the people part, because I love people. Right. <laughs> you know, it takes a lot to separate from someone. Um, and when you start to realize that it's not in their best interest to keep them in a position that's not right. Um, and that's a lot of times when you come into play, because you can, you know, we have a conversation, you can make me see things from a position of uh, a, a different place that I wasn't seeing things at. So I think that's where we really make a great, a great team. And I, I think just growing this company and looking at what can we do for the industry. I think we're always looking, how can we make the industry better? How can we make the agents' lives better? Like, what can we do that would make it so they don't have to go through a lot of the things that we went through? And I think, you know, we talked in another episode about asking our agents on our team, you know, to do 52 trainings a year. We do 52 trainings a year, Mm -hmm. every year, without fail for the entire length of our career. We don't ask people to do things we're not willing to do. So... I think we set a good example about what they should do to be successful in the business. And I look at some of the careers that we've helped build. I mean, we have. Sure, there's some great agents out there that we definitely could say we had a hand in. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, they they build their own success, but role modeling mm-hmm. and, and examples help them get that way. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot that can be learned. And Tom is a wealth of knowledge and uh, he has a really good way about himself. So when it comes to teaching classes and that type of thing. Your style is different than mine. So it's kind of interesting. Everybody gets a different feel depending on what they need. But um, you're really great at educating and listening and hearing what the agents have to say. And also just being really respectful of where they are and where they need to be. So it's been really great, you know, growing in this business together. I mean, 30 years. Holy smokes. It's a long time. <laughs> so thanks, Tom. I really appreciate you thank taking you. the time to sit down here and go through this yes, thank podcast you again. with me. Take care. <laughs> thanks. Thanks.